The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Hey, welcome back to the Welsh Wire. We are so glad you joined us today. We're going to be talking about a really interesting topic around talent and immigration. The intersection of those two things doesn't come naturally, but for my special guest here today, it's taking center stage and it's become a really, really important conversation that um, they want to lead us in today. So I'm excited to have with us Kelly Saunders who's with the Small Business Association of Michigan, and Andy Johnson, who's with the Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce. Andy, Kelly, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Yeah, Great thanks for here. having us. So, Kelly, let's start with you. Can you, For our listeners, can you just tell us a little bit about SBAM, your role there, what SBAM does, kind of set the stage for that for everyone who may not know about the organization? Sure. Well, the Small Business Association of Michigan, not to be confused with the Small Business Administration of the federal government, which we are often confused with. But (laughs) Sherry, thank you. You are obviously a board member of ours, uh, very valued, and we appreciate your service to the small businesses of Michigan. But the but SBM, um, that's you know technically what everybody knows us as, is a statewide organization made up of small businesses, and our main focus is to serve all small businesses in Michigan. We are thirty two thousand strong. It is the largest small business association in the country by far. Next closest closest is Illinois, and it's not even close. So we we trumpet that. We're really proud of it. And we are industry agnostic. We represent every single kind of small business that you could ever imagine. And we're proud of that. We do a lot of uh, work in our products and services to make things easier for small businesses, whether you need legal help or uh, help with a, a pooled employer plan or need access to insurance. We like to take that burden off of small business owners and offer that service to make uh, sure that you can focus on your business. And then a core pillar of what I do at SBAM is advocacy. We make sure that we represent small businesses in Lansing at the Capitol to make sure that the legislature, the courts, and the governor are representing you to the best of their ability in making sure that the environment in Michigan is a good, strong one for small businesses. And so my title is Vice President of Policy and Engagement, and we make sure that you have a good experience as much as possible with our programming, but also that your voice is heard in Lansing. Excellent. That's a great description of the organization, really comprehensive. And and so you can see that the reach of the organization is far wide and deep when it comes to small business, right? There's a lot of things that you get involved with, um, but only the most important things that you really take up on your agenda. So we'll get into that in a second. But Andy, tell us about the Grand Rapids Chamber, equally important and equally impactive in West Michigan, right? Tell us about your work. Yeah, the Grand Rapids Chamber leads our business community and 
creating a dynamic uh, top of mind West Michigan region. Uh, we have over 2,700 uh, member businesses, 80% uh, which are, are small businesses. And uh, we focus, uh, like Kelly, on advocacy uh, to create an environment for business success, leadership and talent development for stronger organizations, uh, strategies for business growth uh, with an emphasis on underserved entrepreneurs uh, through our Center for uh, economic inclusion. And we also, uh, in the last five years, have opened a collaborative office space uh, that's really become the hub of uh, West Michigan business activity. Uh, so I'm honored to serve this organization. Uh, we're in our 136th year now, um, and I've been here for over 18 of those. Um, that's how much I love it and uh, love creating great here in West Michigan. Um, and I get to serve as the Senior Vice President of Advocacy and Strategic Engagement, overseeing our advocacy efforts and communication uh, and events. And that advocacy piece is where your work at the Grand Rapids Chamber, Annie, and Kelly's work at SBAM really overlap, right? And I know that the two of you have known each other for a long time, like the three, really the three of us have, and you've collaborated on many projects in the past. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. You get stuff done is is collaboration. And then we can all take credit for it when it's a huge success. Yeah. 100% better together. I am with you. And and that's why I love being associated with organizations like yours, right? Because of that that way of operating, because I feel the exact same way. And you share a really, really serious concern for your members' economic success, for those businesses you represent to be thriving and healthy. Because we know that thriving, growing companies are really the foundation, not only of a vibrant West Michigan for Grand Rapids and all of West Michigan, but a vibrant state, which we care about too, right? We all care about that. But we know that the shortage of talent that we've been experiencing through our outgrade state has made it increasingly difficult for businesses of all sizes and and disciplines and industries really, especially small business, made it tough for them to grow and really thrive, right? It's been challenging. Um, and I know that you've been in conversation with that. You've seen that with the members you represent. Yeah, really we have. And, um, you know, our president and CEO says all the time, and I know this is scary for some people, but we have been experiencing a population uh, shrinkage it's never going to be easier to find talent than it is today in the next 20 years. People did not have children the way that they did back in the day. And so with people, you know, retiring and those, you know, people essentially not being replaced, um, it's going to be a challenge. But we also are uh, working together, as you said. Andy and I are great partners and um, I've used their collaborative workspace. My home is their home and their home is my home. So, um, you know, we really do have to band together and making sure that we can, uh, you know, create more tools and put them in our toolbox to right. be able to, to, you know, really amp up. And so, yes, it's a, it's a top of mind for everyone on the talent piece. Yeah. Andy, just something you wanted to add on that? Just to reinforce what Kelly said, I mean, the demographics are not getting any better. Uh, they're only going to get worse. We're going to be buoyed, you know, for the next you know, five, six years by boomers. Um, but they're retiring, you know, that that's coming to an end by 2030. And, and I like what um, 
the president CEO of SBAM says about it's never going to get better than today. So let's get on it. Um, and we just we just got done with another study, another ease of doing business study um, in our region and reaffirmed that attracting and retaining talent was the top concern for our business community. Um, it got edged out just a little bit this year by the rising cost of business and feeling the pitch of inflation, but it's right there um, on the top of the list. And it's been at the top of the list for a while. And as you say, I hear you talking about five to six years. Our studies have shown it's more like a 20-year problem, right? It's really not going to be for a very, very long time. However, in the state of Michigan, we know from recent information that's been released, statewide information that's been released, it's what we would say is more of an acute problem in Michigan than in many other states, right? Because we've had for years an out-migration resulting in a population loss and particularly a shrinking working age population. Um, That report from the Growing Michigan Together Council, Kelly, your CEO, Brian Kelly sat on that council, right? Represented the organization well there. Um, They just released a report, which can be accessed. You can read that for yourself if you want to. Um, it's sobering, right? And we're not here trying to be, you know, a harbinger of horrible things to come. I I like to talk about problems that find solutions. And really, that's what we're going to talk about here today. There's a tremendous amount of work to be done on this issue, but there are solutions requiring some unique approaches and different ways of thinking. One of those is around immigration, right? So out of the Growing Michigan Together Council's report, their findings, Immigration has kind of jumped to the forefront of the conversation as one potential solution, maybe not the silver bullet, right? But I would I would argue that we don't need a silver bullet per se. We're a diverse collection of businesses and industries in Michigan. We need a toolkit that's amped up, a toolkit that's loaded with every tool you need to get the big job done. Immigration might be one of them. And it's taking center stage right now in this talent conversation in Michigan. So recently, the two of you and your organizations have joined in a coalition with Global Detroit. And they're pursuing this very unique strategy to address Michigan's talent shortage through immigration issues. Super interesting. So Kelly, can you tell us a bit about Global Detroit's work and how this all ties together? Yeah, and I will uh, invite Andy to interject himself at any time because he's been well steeped in this work far before I even joined SBAM. Um, But Global Detroit was created in 2010 really as a a research um, institution. It was a collaborative of a couple different people in Southeast Michigan, namely uh, the New Economy Initiative, uh, another good partner of Andy and I, uh, the Detroit Regional Chamber, and then also uh, the Skillman Foundation. And it was to provide an economic impact report on how um, immigrants have um, contributed to the Southeast Michigan economy and how important that was to the growth and the success of that region and how to amplify and support immigrants as they come to Michigan and those that are already here. I mean, we have to remember that Michigan is made up of of immigrants from all over the country. It's literally our heritage. West Michigan is as well. I mean, what would we be without the Dutch in West Michigan? Let's be honest. But um, you know, specifically in in this um this collaborative, it was started to say, hey, we really should be focusing on how we can uplift and amplify our immigrant population in Southeast Michigan. 
And so after about four or five years, they stood up their own entity and started to create a collaborative across Michigan to say, hey, we've got a lot of great work that we're doing in Southeast Michigan, but we all have to work together across Michigan to make sure that we can, you know, advance policies that uplift our immigrant population across Michigan. And so, um, you know, the part of the collaborative that Andy um, at the Granite Chamber and SBAM are a part of is how do we get the resources and the tools to our respective members in the programming that they're doing surrounding talent, entrepreneurship, opportunity, um, neighborhoods, inclusive institutions, and research, and get that word out essentially to all of our different members to access those tools. So Global Detroit does numerous things. They um, help navigate the the scariness, I'll call it, of the immigration system and how to onboard immigrants into your workforce. They host job fairs in order to connect um, students to employers that are looking for that talent and in turn that talent looking for work. They have a rule, a really great uh, plethora of options in order to plug in and to find that workforce and then connect those employers to it. So um, about a year ago, they did receive a $5 million allocation from the state legislature for their work. And the governor has a program that she started um, years ago now called the 60 by 30, which was to allow people to obtain a certificate or a college degree to upskill in order to get them into better careers throughout Michigan. And this allocation to Global Detroit was to focus on immigrants getting those college degrees or an upskill certificate in order nice. to help them get into the workforce. And so this is the first of its kind in the country that has done that. And we're really proud to be a part of that work. That is really unique. And Andy, you've been involved in this work for a number of years. Yes. So tell us, why are you involved? What does it mean? Add, add what you can to what Kelly's already shared. It's a great Yeah, great and, and this is, this is yeah, this is really nationally leading. Uh, I mean, a couple of reasons. Like when you're trying to tackle this talent problem, there's really only four ways you can do it. Uh, you can uh, try to attract more people to the state of Michigan, which is tough because it's tough to move your whole life from a different state, right? And uh, crossing lines yeah, and, and all and that. And your spouse with their job and your children and school, all, all the things, and, right? And you would, you would you would know the data better, but like it's a low percentage of the total population that is choosing to do that every year. So that's one option. Another option is to have more babies. And as Kelly already pointed out, that just doesn't seem to be in the cards right now for a lot of people. For a lot of different reasons. And we're not get to yeah. it, Andy. <laughs> I've done my part. Uh or my wife and have. Um, and then the third way is automation, right? We can automate to address lack of talent, but that only gets you so far. Uh, and it's, right. it's 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 really expensive. And the third way is immigration. Um, and so as Kelly mentioned, the new American economy, um, at, at the time, um, produced a report in 2016 for us in West Michigan. It was really just, it was awesome data. 
letting the data speak for us that immigrants don't take jobs, they create jobs. They don't take tax dollars, they create tax dollars. They don't take from the social safety net, they generate it um, and help support it. Um, and as Global Detroit and everybody else likes to point out, Michigan, there would be no growth um, in any metropolitan city across the country if it isn't for new Americans um, coming to those communities. So that's part of our why, um, is that these these if talent and population growth are a top issue for business and cities and regions don't grow without immigration, how can the business community not lean into this uh, more? Uh, so once we got that data, our Kent County uh, created a Kent County welcome plan um, that is working to um, initiate different strategies to, again, create the most welcoming uh, community possible. We had great focus groups with new Americans and law enforcement, just you know the different cultures, customs, you know, getting embedded in the education system, helping to start a business. So that's one of the great things about immigrants is that they love starting businesses. They're risk takers. They're crazy enough to come to a different country, right? Or I shouldn't say crazy enough, but you know, they're willing to take that risk. They're willing to do other things. And so they are courageous. Yeah. Yeah. We've been inspired by that work. Um, and so it's a big focus of us. Our CEO council is really leaning into it as well. I love that. I love that. Kelly, why is SBAM involved in this work? And, and particularly, I'm interested with this being really immigration is a federal issue, like solving immigration issues is a federal thing, but we've made it a state issue, right? The Grand Rapids Chamber, SBAM made it a state issue. Why is SBAM involved? Sure. So I'll just amplify what Andy said. I mean, these, you know, people that choose to come to our country, they are risk takers and they do become small business owners. And so we want them as a part of our ranks. We want them to feel welcome and we want them to feel like they have, you know, uh, an institution that they can turn to and say, I don't know how to navigate this. I don't even know what this means. I mean, think about coming to a new country and, and trying to navigate laws and, um, you know, what advocacy means, you know, at the state capital, that, that's, that's not something that's on your radar, but it, you know, people who come to America, they, they like our system. They want to be engaged. And so we want to look at it like we're here for you to help you achieve that American dream, become a small business owner, but also people who are honestly coming here to work and to be connected within their communities, to give back to communities that they've chosen to live in. And for small business owners that are a part of our organization, to be able to tap into a resource like this, to find high quality and people who want to work within their communities, why wouldn't we connect with an organization like Global Detroit that has the resources to be able to offer that to the employee and to the employer? That connector is so important. And yes. so to your point, Sherry, on this is a this is a federal issue. We we certainly recognize that. And um, sometimes I don't say this to be disrespectful. It's really hard to get the federal government to get its act together surrounding this specific issue. We want to believe that they will. Yeah. Um, and we know it's challenging, but also we have people that are here now. And so if we can have them buy into that, Michigan is a great place to live. It's a great place to work. And we want to try and keep them for as long as possible. And to give a good narrative of that Michigan is a place to be, our institutions, our educational institutions, people come here for those. And so if we can also prove that we have a great working environment, we've heard stories from our um, small business owners that they have gone down this road of taking on someone to who is um, here for school 
and they they're working. And when they had to go home, they're still working for them because they were able to to make it work. That's not obviously always the case for every industry. But if we are creating lifelong, um, or I should say working long um, careers to be able to have these connections, think about what that means for a small business owner that never thought to branch out into another country and what that could mean for their business worldwide. I mean, really, really, the, the options are endless in this space. But going back to, it's a state issue because we really have to find ways to stop this talent shrinkage and find tools like these to get people in the talent pipeline to put people to work. And if we have people that are willing to do so, why wouldn't we engage in this work? We have 100%. to find creative solutions and this is one. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And it requires thinking differently. Um, and you know, I've been in the talent space for over 25 years in West Michigan. And um, the the repeated thing that I hear from employers is, oh, you know, immigration, oh, sponsoring. So like, I don't know how, no, I don't want to get involved in that. It's a lot of paperwork. It's red tape. Uh, they won't stay long. I don't even know where to begin on that. I just, that's expensive, right? But it's interesting because there are, there have been some immigration law changes and expansion of programs like OPT and STEM programs, which we're going to talk about in a second here, that have really changed the playing field. I don't believe those are well understood, right? Um, the hiring process for one can feel really difficult or overwhelming, particularly for small businesses because they just don't understand how to do it. But it does sound like global Detroit has dialed in some resources to help with all of that. Right, Andy? Yeah. And we're happy to be housing them here um, in our office as their, you know, West Michigan um, um, office here. And I think you really, you're, you're nailing it. Um, when it comes to helping small businesses over that hurdle, they need that assistance um, from Global Detroit, and they're there to do that. Um, just knowing that you can hire international students with degrees in a STEM field um, and that they can stay for up to three years, just getting that word out is one step, and then helping them through, um, you know, the other the other paperwork, um, it makes it worth it. And I think we have some really great willing partners in higher ed um, to help make it um, happen. The other thing I found with business owners is they need to hear from another business owner and not just another a, a, a nonprofit. Um, uh, you know, somebody in the nonprofit space, where it's Global Detroit or the Chamber or whatever, um, to hear that it's been done. So one of our tactics has been finding some of those CEOs and HR leaders who have done it and explain to others how it can be done. It creates that that comfort level um, to help get the ball rolling. And you know, what, with that. these international students, if we can get them in that work environment. And hopefully they can we can get through the very cumbersome uh in need of reform federal process so that we can keep them here even longer. Yeah, I love that. And just to go back to some things you said, for those who may not be familiar with STEM programs, right? We're talking about science, technology, engineering, and math degrees, right? Yeah. Um, Department of Homeland Security has a whole list of approved programs that would fall into these OPT 
extended stay visas, if you will, that would allow an undergrad or a graduate student to stay for up to three years. In some cases, I understand it can even be extended to as many as five years with some tacking on it. So it's a pretty incredibly long stay for an employee in today's day and age. And some people have thought that the paperwork and the hassle isn't, isn't worth it. But Kelly, you see that differently. I do. Um, you know, I, I think everything that's been said is, is so reasonable, right? Like these fears, it's, it's our job, like my and Andy's job to say, listen, there are resources there that hear you, they feel you and they, they understand what you're going through. Here's this wonderful resource like Global Detroit that can help you debunk can be there for you to answer those questions to make it less scary. That's that's literally what they're saying to employers. We want to help you walk this road. Yeah. And so I look at that, you know, employer saying, oh, I'm only going to have this person for one, two, three, four, five years. The reality of our workforce at this moment is that most people don't stay in a job for much longer than that. Andy, Andy and I are a little bit different. We're loyal yeah. to a fault. <laughs> um, Andy being at the Grand Rapids Chamber, like you said, for 18 years, and I've only been with SBAM um, for two, but previous to that, I was with my employer for eight plus years. And so, you know, as we think about the, the different avenues to uh, attract and retain talent, we also kind of need to retrain our brains that people don't stay in a job for 10 plus years anymore. And no, if this they, is a, they don't. No. And if this is a program that is successful for you and you like being tapped into this, if somebody has to leave after that duration of time, you found a resource that has great talent that you can lean on. And so you're creating an avenue for yourself to have access to that talent. And, you know, maybe it'll serve you for years to come. And who knows where this organization goes in the future? Andy and I are true believers. We fully believe that they're going to continue to, um, you know, expand their work to be, to make it even easier in the future yes. and to really expand itself. Yeah. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it, it, this is a, a paradigm shift, right? And our approach. To your point, Kelly, about, you know, new hires staying on the job for two to three years, you're right. Senior level people like you and Andy are, right? Seasoned professionals. That's, that's different. You're going to stay a little bit longer and that's, that is more common. But when you're talking about hiring a graduate student or even an undergraduate student, their first job, most employers would consider themselves lucky to even keep a domestic student graduate in a STEM field on their premises for three years. They consider that a win, right? Because they're they're looking for advancement. They're looking for, you know, professional growth and development. Not, especially with small business, not every small business can keep them. But again, going back to your point about pipeline, when you develop a relationship like this with an organization, right, that has a pipeline of students that are continuing to come through, Right. Year after year after year, there are more international students in those STEM fields coming through. If you do have to lose one at the end of three, four, five years, there's another one to choose from. 
coming right up behind, right? And who's to so, say they can't work remote depending on the name, nature of the job, right? 100%. I mean, a lot of jobs can be done remotely. And as we well know, some of those individuals will end up becoming green card holders or U.S. citizens down the road yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing policies. is that for better, or for worse, COVID did change our world. And yeah. the re- reality that people can work from anywhere at any time. And again, I think we all understand this doesn't fit the mold for every industry. What we're talking about is um, just something to help us get over this challenge that we have in the talent pipeline. And um, we're hopeful that more people that may fall into this mold hear this message and say, I was scared, but now maybe I now I'm not. And you know what? I'm willing to give it a try because we are hearing from so many business owners, small, mid, big alike. I have to start thinking differently because it's hard right now. Absolutely. This is not the magic wand. It's a tool in the toolkit. And if the three of us did nothing more today in our conversation than to open some people's minds, right, and make them think differently about the way they approach hiring talent and about the immigration issue and what potential exists for them, even if it's only one or two employees in their organization. It's a different way of approaching filling positions than they've ever considered before. It's not what you thought it was. It's really quite easy. And there are resources to help you. And to that end, right, listeners might be saying, okay, I need more information. Like, how do I get a hold of Andy? How do I get a hold of Kelly? How do I tap into this? What do I do? So if listeners would like to know more about these programs or how they can support them in any way, shape, or form, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Email, I would assume. Yes. So um, always encourage you to visit sbam.org to learn more about SBAM. And my information is on there under our our team um, dropdown. But kelly.saunders at sbam.org. Always feel free to call our main line as well. And you can be transferred to me. And then also encourage you to to check out Global Detroit online. Um, They have, you know, far more than what Andy and I even talked about today so that you can learn more about their organization. And they're wonderful to connect with as well. Love it. And Andy, how can they reach out to you? Uh, GrandRapids.org and Andy at GrandRapids.org. It's pretty uh, straightforward. I think the other thing they can do- Great email address, by the way. I guess you get that when you've been there for years. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I I would say too, the other thing we can do to help is if you're talking to any federal office holders or their staff, talk to them about how the broken immigration system is doing a disservice to everyone. If you're concerned about border security or if you're concerned about talent, you should be supportive of, of doing something to fix immigration reform. It's been more than longer than I've worked at the Grand Rapids Chamber, more than 30 years since we've had an update to our system. That's why we're having so many problems. I am hopeful that both sides are going to come together on this. Like kind of we saw with criminal justice reform, you know, a number of years ago, left and right came together to solve the problem. I think it's going to be really difficult for a lot of reasons, but I remain hopeful. Um, So in addition to accessing these resources, that would be the other ask, I think, is to talk about how this is important to you and how it should be fixed. Yeah, and I thank you for bringing that up. We'd be remiss if we if we miss that. We do want to elevate this issue, but most importantly, we want to sort of break it all down, make it understandable that although it seems to be big 
and overwhelming at times. There are solutions and we're presenting a solution to a really challenging problem today for our listeners. And I just thank you both. Kelly Saunders from SBAM, Andy Johnson from the Grand Rapids Chamber. Thank you for being our guest today and help us unpack this whole idea of talent and immigration. Thank you. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.